This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Our goal at Everyday Tech is to keep your technology not only working, but working for you. I'm the host, Abram Nanny, and you can join me and my friends Wednesday mornings at 10 on MPB Think Radio. Or search Everyday Tech on your favorite podcasting app or download the MPB Public Media app. From MPB Think Radio, this is Fix It 101. It's the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. Kevin Farrell here with Pam Pibus, ASHE Certified Inspector and Inspect It Like a Girl, and Licensed Contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. Tis the season for colder temperatures, freezing weather, and maybe even some snow, depending on where you are. So today I'll be asking our home improvement experts what homeowners need to know as winter looms closer and closer. We'll cover a variety of topics, including protecting your plumbing, how different home exteriors handle cold weather, and what new homeowners who've never lived through a winter in their new place can expect. You can join our conversation with your questions. You can email fixit101 at mpbonline.org. And a reminder that Fixit 101 re-airs Saturday mornings at 9. That's right before the Gestalt Gardener replay, which comes on at 10. So good morning to both of you. How are y'all doing this morning? You know, I had to, it took me a minute to try to find my raincoat. <laughs> right. Yeah, I sold mine. I know. Well, I was at an inspection yesterday. It was a very large home, so I was there for a very long time. When I got there, one raining, and then it started right. raining, and I was like, oh, crap. But man, was, I don't have a coat. That was so nice. My, it my, was. My windshield wipers work, and <laughs> got to turn the headlights on. It, it was a. It was. I threw a party. Yeah, it was a great well, day. And you know, and when it doesn't rain, and there's a stain in the ceiling. Right. All the inspector can do <laughs> right. is say, "There's a stain in this." I don't know. Well, yesterday I was able to find several, you know, roof leaks. Yeah. Well, because it was raining. There you go. It was awesome. You know, shingle, the roofers got to make a living, too. That's right. That's right. They're all very happy right now. <laughs> They're like, woohoo. <laughs> By the way, totally unrelated, but an interesting thing I read uh, on the AARP magazine uh, last month. <clears throat> Cars were originally intended to be high beams as the default setting, and the low beams were considered to be passing. So originally, the thought was, drive with your high beams on. When you see a car coming to you, bump down to the low beams, but then go back up to the high beams. And the reason I was reading the article is that I don't see very well at night when I'm driving. And the AARP magazine was tips for driving better at night, and I read that. So I thought that that was wow. interesting. Well, you know, I just bought me a new truck. Yeah, I mean, it's the first new one I've had in 10 years. And it's smart enough to do oh, that. Yeah. It, yeah. No, it does it for you. It does it for me. So when there's a car coming, it, it blow beams on it. And then yeah. I'm, I'm just a wow. Yeah. Now, you know, I'll tell you something interesting. I was out West doing a motorcycle ride a few years back. And uh, if you've never been out there, you got to put it on your list, but you can see so far out there that cars, they, they run their lights all the time for the simple reason you can see that car 10, 12 miles away. Away. And if you see the lights, you know it's coming to you. So it's um, it, it was it was quite uh, amazing to see that. It's not like here in Mississippi when you go around the corner and there's a deer. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, it needs to be in a food plot, not in the street. I tell you, yeah, there it's uh, the hazards for driving here is totally different That's than right. out west, isn't Absolutely. it? Absolutely. <laughs> All right, so I apologize for getting off topic there, but I thought that that was interesting, and I'm going to start trying to do that is put those high beams well, on because 
And then, Kevin, the, the, the thing that we need to pay attention to, you're reading the AARP well, magazine. I know it. I'm sitting here. <laughs> you, know. you just outed yourself oh, yes, there, buddy. Yes, he did. Yes, hey, he did. It. Well, and again, off top, but the other funny thing was I was at Walgreens getting a prescription filled the other day, and the lady says, where's your blue and uh, where's your blue and red card? And I'm like, what are you talking about? And she was like, it was a Medicare card. I'm like, wait, wait, wait. I'm oh, getting old, but nice. I'm not quite there not yet. yet. <laughs> where's your card, Grandpa? Yeah, not yet. Yeah. <laughs> However, I am of the age where I don't quite qualify for senior benefits anyway, but if they give them to me, I ain't complaining. Uh, listen. Kevin, and, listen, I'm laughing with you, I promise. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. I, I ask for the discount every time I go to the movies. Right. <laughs> and it used to be Shoney's. Remember, you could go oh, in yeah. to Shoney's and get it if you were over. I couldn't wait till I was over 55. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so back on topic. Uh, talk about cold weather. Is it uh, approaching? Uh, we've talked about that. Colder, wetter weather. Uh, what are some common misconceptions about how homes do or don't handle winter weather? Wow. Well, you know, it's really, it's it's just like Jeff was saying. Houses are different, com- com- and depending on where you are in the nation. And I right. know our show, our podcast goes nationally. So the way homes are built out west would be totally different than what we're going to do here in the south. And that also goes north, you know, because up north, their winter is, you know, to us would be catastrophic. Right. Well, you know, you you take as close as South Haven. Uh, I still I'm from Memphis, so I have family still in South Haven. But South Haven uses lumber for their roof decking. It's it's a one by material. We use OSB. Lumber is much stronger. So when you see a roof around here on a on a sunshiny day, you might see some ripples in it and say, man, that just doesn't look right. Well, it is. That is that is code here. Uh, but but just, you know, what is it? Two two hundred miles to South Haven, mm-hmm. uh, we we have switched to uh, lumber uh, instead of OSB because of a weight load. Because Correct. they'll have ice and That's snow. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. You know, up mainly on the ice, but but yes. Yeah, and it and it's heavy. Yep. That's yeah, right. I mean, you ever try to carry a bucket of water? Yeah. <laughs> and then you freeze that bucket of water? There you go. Yeah. I mean, it's. So I don't think have, it gets heavier when you freeze it. But. Yeah, but it doesn't slosh around. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's the same weight. It's the same weight. I'm just guessing. I don't know. It'll hurt worse when you drop it on your foot. I think it's about foot. seven pounds a gallon. <laughs> so yeah. are there things that homeowners should do to, quote unquote, winterize or prepare for winter for uh, at their home? Uh, you know, I think that um, something that you can do, and this would be the difference between, you know, Kevin, you and I live in an older home. Well, you too, Jeff. I mean, it's how old is the house that you live in? God. 30, yeah, 30. 25, 30 years. Sure. Okay. So something that um, I always think is a good idea is to go ahead and start thinking about winterizing your faucets outside. Yep. And that's just because we have started, we are in a trend now where it's more normal than unnormal for us to get a freeze that lasts long enough where we could freeze those faucets on the outside of the house. So go ahead and per- I keep them at my house. I have them in my shop. Um, the little foam covers mm-hmm. that you can put over your faucets. If you're in a newer home, 
or anything from a, I'm going to say, when did they start using those mana blocks, Jeff? About 10, 15 years Probably, ago? Probably. Yeah. Um, yeah. If your house, this is the only thing those things are good for, in my opinion. I hate them. I do, too. Yeah. I, I don't use them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, some of the houses that have been built have what's what's called a mana block. And what that is, it's kind of like an electric panel for your water. Yep. So you open it up, you can open the panel up, and it should be labeled, and it is shutoffs for every fixture in your house. Correct. The best thing you can do, and a lot of folks with these uh, in their homes, they don't realize it, and they run off to the big box store and buy these foam things for their faucets when they could have just gone into the laundry room, open the panel, shut off the water to the faucet, go right. outside and drain it, and you are done. Yep. So that's something you can do is kind of start thinking about that. Also something to think about, and I was having this conversation with some folks yesterday at, a, at an inspection because there had been a lot of updates in this home, and they had gone from copper piping and galvanized piping to the PEX, which is, what is what does PEX stand for? Uh, Polyethylene something. It's plastic. Plastic. It's, it's a plastic product that, that's a water line, Okay. And and it's a very good product. It's awesome. I had my whole my house was built in fifty eight. I had everything updated to PEX about fifteen years ago. So it's awesome. It will not break, but it will freeze. That's true. And in our zone, this goes to what Jeff was saying a little while ago. Um, up in Memphis, you have to insulate those PEX lines everywhere they're installed. In our zone here. The code enforcement officers are not requiring that, that they be insulated. So if we have a freeze that's longer than, let's say, 48 hours, okay, where the temperatures stay below 32 degrees, you're not going to get a hot shower because your water line's going to be frozen. <laughs> <laughs> right. And, too, now, even though the PEX um, probably will not um, fail, the fitting fitting could fail. <laughs> so, listen, it's a good idea to, to do this. And, and we saw this several years ago when we had that polar uh, vortex come through. If you will open up your attic access, let some of that heat of that house go in there. Um, I know people are saying, oh, no, it's going to cost a lot of money. Well, it's cheaper than a plumber it, and an insurance claim. It's cheaper than a, than, a, than a flood, I'm telling <laughs> uh-huh. you. So, uh, and, and listen, it's it's only going to take a few days. Yeah. You know, it's it's we, we still live in the South. I don't care how cold it gets. It's the South. Yeah. Well, and, you know, my dad used to say it's snowing north of Memphis. Well, yeah. Right. <laughs> just, you know, so what you're getting up there is different from what we're getting down here. So I tell folks, drip, find, go to your outside mm-hmm. because water lines are in walls. Okay, so your fixture in your bathroom, you know, 75% of the time, the water line has been run through that exterior wall. Specifically, if you've got a shower on an outside wall or a tub We or try a sink. to run it on the inside, but, but if we have to run it on the outside, obviously yeah, that's what's going to Yeah, and in older be. homes, that's where that's it right. is. That's and right. And so find that. Just You have to think through. It's kind of like a puzzle. Find that. And then what I do in my house is because mine are in the outside wall mm-hmm. and underneath my house, I drip the hot water closest to my hot water heater. Mm-hmm. And so I just, it's in a guest bathroom, so I just turn yep. it on and let it. It's cheaper to buy the water than it, it is, is 
to, you know, and you I, know, I'm kind of spoiled. I like my hot showers. Another thing, too, that you need to be aware of is clean your gutters out. Um, Very if, good if point. It's, if it's full of leaves and debris and we get some falling weather and that turns to ice, it could pull your gutters off, which typically is going to pull the fascia board off. That so. happened with a client of mine over in the in one of the big neighborhoods a couple of years ago. I think it's that weather event you're talking about where we had we had uh, rain, then we had ice, mm-hmm. then we had snow, then we That's had right. rain. And what happened is when that rainwater hit all that ice that was yep. in those gutters, it backflowed into the soffit and back down into the oh, garage. Oh, that's right. No, we, in fact, we had a bunch of roof leaks because of that same scenario. Yeah. Our roofs so. are not built. That's right. For like up in, in Memphis, you'll have a flashing that's going to go back up into the, um, in, up into the roof so that you can, um, it protects them from that ice damming, I think is what it's called. I believe I believe you're right. Yeah, yeah. So let's start on the phone lines in Madison. Our buddy Fletch is on the line. Good morning, Fletch. Go ahead. You're on the air with us. Good morning. Hope you all are doing well. We are. What do you have for us today? Good deal. A couple of comments. So y'all keep in mind, you, you said Kevin added himself by saying he reads the AARP magazine. Uh, doesn't everybody over about 35 get that? So <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Fletch. Yes, that's yes. right, Fletch. Everyone over 35 yes. gets it. Yeah, I had my 35th birthday last year. <laughs> Again. So, uh, and the other comment was on those metal things that are hanging off the house that we hadn't used in about six months. Right. <laughs> um, for years, uh, I, I, I heard y'all t- describe those metal things, aluminum things. And I always thought you were calling them case style, C A S. Oh, you're right. No. But okay, I get it. I get it. They're boxed in. It's a case. Sure. It's in case. And then finally, one time, uh, one of y'all enunciated case. That's it. That's right. Because if you if you uh, look at it. Just if you look at it from the side and you have a good enough imagination, you can get a K out of it. Yeah. I did. No, when I was putting, I hung a couple str- uh, strands uh, uh, a couple years ago, a couple runs a couple years ago. Um, and when I put the end cap on, I finally figured out, oh. <laughs> <laughs> nice. An aha moment. I'm, yeah. not, I'm not a very smart man. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all have a good one. All right, Fletch. Thanks Thanks for the call. Uh, We'll stay on the phone lines next. We're going to go to Poplarville. Scott has called in today. Good morning, Scott. You're on the air with us. Go ahead. Good morning. Um, I'd like to ask a question about uh, if Jeff knows anything about – see, here's the situation. I'm in the process of purchasing a a manufactured home in – outside of the city limits and the lender wants uh uh an ins- or the the building uh permit and inspection report from a canopy that was built over the trailer by the owner okay. in nineteen ninety four. Wow. Okay, so you're getting a new trailer, and you're going to park it under the canopy. No, sir. There's an existing trailer under the canopy. And you're buying it. The mortgage company is worried the canopy is going to fall and damage the trailer. 
No, I that much I don't know. But what I do know is they want uh, inspection report from when it was built. But I'm pretty sure that there was no. You didn't have to pull a permit or anything right. yeah. in the area. Yeah. Um, I actually have some experience with this. Okay. Good. It or not. Good. Yeah. Take that. Yeah. I am starting to get phone calls from people in similar situations. And what's happening is that the uh, mortgage and loan companies are wanting to make sure that any additional structure added to a mobile home is structurally sound. I just did one of these a couple of weeks for a client up in uh, North Madison County. So you'll have to hire a, and it's not really a, um, it's the, it's, it must be a new thing that they're doing with the loan companies, the mortgage companies, just wanting to make sure. And, and the, the one that I just did was a deck that had been added on the front and the back. And they just wanted to make sure that that was not going to have a negative impact on the uh, foundation of the mobile yeah. home. So, yeah, which, you know, I, I can I can understand that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So what are we telling? Go just hire a licensed yeah, contractor? Yeah, you'll just have to hire. You can either get a contractor to do it or an inspector to do yeah. it to come out and just state. And I, what I did is I went out and I looked at it. I took a couple of photographs and then I just wrote a letter. Yeah. <laughs> that was it. Right. Done. Okay. But, uh, I mean, they had a, the appraiser go out and there were a couple rotty boards on the deck, which was replaced or being <laughs> replaced as we speak. Right. And, and, and then they want the, you know, the paperwork on it that doesn't exist. You know what I mean? Well, listen, the, the, think about what the bank really wants. The bank wants to know that that structure that they're purchasing, even though you're going to pay for it, they're fronting the money. They want to yeah. know that that structure is a sound and viable structure. So it's very simple. I just hire a licensed contractor or a home inspector to write a report and and uh, of structural stability of that of not only the the mobile home but the canopy over it. Yeah, so. and the, and what what I did is I just looked at the deck and I got underneath it and I checked and make sure the spans are right. Everything was. Yeah. Was good and you know. I think, I think we're trying to make a make a mountain out of a molehill. It's I, I don't I don't think it's as complicated as we're trying mm-hmm. to make it. Nope, no. Nope. So. Just hire somebody. Write it. That's write right. you a letter. Good luck. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Thank you very much. Okay. Yes, sir. <laughs> Thanks, uh, Scott, for your call. Let's stay on the phone lines. Next, we'll go to Robin. Robin, where are you calling us from? Pascagoula. Okay. Very good. What do you have for us today? Um, hi, thank you for taking my call. I'm moving, and um, I wanted to see if y'all had any tips on how to protect myself from unexpected problems after I move in. I know that you get a home inspection, but um, I, 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 knew, I know someone who, even after the home inspection, they had, like, unexpected problems later that were very expensive um so i was just wondering if there were if you had any tips on how to to get a house that i don't i don't want to have like electrical or plumbing right. or mm, that's surprises. tough 
unwell, unhappy surprises. Unhappy yeah. surprises. Yeah, you know, it's it's really hard. I guess you start with a really thorough home inspection. Right. Right. You know, and how then you, how do you know that? How do you do that? How do you get a? I mean. Well, you have to do your research, you know, and this is where I tell consumers all the time, get online and look at the reviews of that inspector. And yeah. you'll, you'll find out a lot because people don't lie, man. They're going to tell you what their experience right. was with, you know, if, with the inspector. Now, with that being said, I'd love to tell if I could have created that crystal ball 20 years right. ago, I'd be retired. <laughs> but, you know, if it's an older home. I almost 90% of the time in older construction, I tell people to get a sewer scope. And this is why I now, um, and if it's on a, on a slab, it's an older home. If it's had any type of movement or if there are big trees in the front yard. Yeah. <laughs> you know, an oak tree just loves that sewer line. <laughs> I think a pine tree likes it more. I'm not sure where the love affair is, but both of them really like each other. So, you know, that can get really expensive. Um, so it just, it really depends. Um, but I would depend, you know, I, I you know, I. I inspect my house all the time. I was telling somebody the other day, you know, my disclosure is going to be like a volume of information. Right. I'm just going to kill you with information. But th- that's going to be your best bet. And and then just remember that we are taking a picture in time. Oh, that's all I have is a picture in time. I I can't be predictive, but I can try to be helpful. Also, you want to find an inspector who's going to spend some time with you. Yep. You know, I mean, I had a my inspection yesterday. My on the ground time inspecting was about eight hours, and then I spent two hours with them afterwards, going over everything and showing them things. And these are issues, and this is stuff that you want to take care of. And you know, um, I think I, it, I think the bottom line, Robin, is is find do do your homework and find a good home inspector. Yeah. You mentioned a, a sewer scope. Do I ask them to do that, or is that something you how how call a how, how old's the house? I haven't looked. I haven't started looking. Oh yeah. Oh, oh. oh, you haven't found the house. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, 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 yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. No, you're awesome. Oh, I just love that you called. That's just great, Robin. Yes. Be preemptive. Yeah. Yeah. Do your research. Find a really good home inspector. Any houses? I just have a house that's over thirty years old. Get a sewer scope. <laughs> Just period. Um, you may also want to, um, and then you could actually do some research on the neighborhood and see what other types of issues. Get on next door of the neighborhood that you're looking at. Read what other people, what type of problems they're having. Because houses are, you know, they're pretty, very similar in neighborhoods. Um, and then just do your due diligence and spend time with the inspector. Man, it, it's all about Mississippi Gulf Coast today. I know. <laughs> hey, hey, everybody down on the coast. All right, Robin, we appreciate Thank you y'all. calling in this morning. Thoughts on home warranty plans? I, you know, my this is my thought. If if it's an older house, might be worth it. Also, because this is just me. I could take that money and put it in a money market. <laughs> right. I don't like them. Um, ooh, I don't know how to say this without getting all kind of blowback, but I've actually, in the 20-plus years we've been in business, uh, have not really experienced a good 
overall entire envelope home warranty. Now, there's some home warranties out there. Every house we build, we purchase a a lot of people are familiar with it under the 210. Uh, 210, two years on the envelope, 10 years on the foundation. Uh, it's called a different name now. We purchase that on every home that we sell. I like that warranty. The warranties I do not like are the, I'm going to warrant your air conditioner for the next 15 years. Well, I'm not sure you're really going to do that. Well, that's where you have to read the the, the, right. the small print because right. I was reading through a warranty the other day, right. and it was like they're going to pay. They give you this big number, but it's only five hundred dollars sure. aggregate right. on air conditioning. Well, you know, to replace an air conditioner. <laughs> and, and two, here's here's the deal: they wear out. Yes, they have a shelf life. Right. Again, the warranties I like. I want a warranty on that foundation. The state of Mississippi mandates that we put a six-year warranty on it. I'm responsible for that foundation failure for six years. We go a step further, my company does. We go a step further, and we put a 10-year warranty on it, backed by a reputable insurance company. And if and, and probably what you're talking about, Kevin, is warranties on you know appliances right. and and all that kind of stuff. And I'm telling you, folks, those warranties are going to run you six, seven, eight hundred dollars a year. Take that money, put it in the put every it, put month. It in the piggy bank. Put one hundred twenty five, hundred fifty dollars right. into a, some type of a money market, and then whenever you like, and I've been doing that for years. I've been in my house thirty years. Right. My refrigerator, it was a Kenmore. Yep. I'm telling you, that son of a gun was good. But I got back from a trip in August, and it my milk was warm sure. all right so and i didn't panic because in my money market <laughs> didn't have money to buy me a new refrigerator now right. it took it a minute for them to bring it um, but i got it uh yes you can't buy a refrigerator right now for some reason yeah no yes they're hard to get especially no. listen i got a white one because i have that mayor no no you can't get a white one my 1955 right. mayor no oven in my kitchen it is Awesome. I do not want stainless steel appliances. <laughs> I don't. It's all you can get. It's white. And so I ordered a white refrigerator. It took me three months to get oh, it. Yeah. And when the guys were unpacking it in the front yard the other day, I took Thursday off. So, you know, because it's coming between 10 and 10. Of course. <laughs> so I was sitting at home waiting. And whenever they opened it, they come running inside of them. Man, they man. so happy. Did you buy a white one. refrigerator? <laughs> they were mortified. They thought that I had, you know, they sent the wrong one. And I was like, it better be white because if it's stainless steel, you better pack that son of a gun up and take it back. I want, and it looks fantastic next to that. Um, and, and it keeps my milk cold. That's really <laughs> That's the important. important. That's, that important. Is important. That's really important. You're listening to Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. It's the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. Kevin Farrell here with Pam Pibus, ASHE Certified Inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl, and Licensed Contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. If you missed any of today's show, you can always listen back by podcast using your favorite podcasting app or download the MPB Public Media app for your smartphone. Then you get to listen to all the local MPB Think Radio programs on your schedule. So earlier in the show, we were talking about uh, pipes and uh, fr- frozen. So if, if the weather gets cold and your pipes freeze, is that always guaranteed that there's going to be a break or a leak? And if so, what do you, how do you undo the freezing, or do you just have to wait till the weather warms up? You really kind of have to wait. And it's not a guarantee that it's going to break. No, typically, the first freeze, it won't. 
Right. Yeah. Um, I tell you what was fun. It was not one funny. The people that happened to uh, years ago. I mean, it's been about 10, 15 years ago. There was a super freeze here. I mean, it was really bad. Mm-hmm. And they had just start putting in those mana blocks. Yeah. And I remember I would go out like they had them in attics and in the garage. And I was like, that's just dumb. Because they're plastic. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, when that freeze hit, there were rainstorms in those oh, yeah. neighborhoods. Because as soon as it started thawing out, those mana blocks, which were frozen, had busted well, all that plastic. It, it was a mess. You know, here's, here's the, if there is one silver lining about freezing weather, it takes a minute. Yeah. We don't, it's not like a tornado. Mm-hmm. We know it's coming. Mm-hmm. Now, if you want to get up and do something about it or you want to let your stuff freeze, yeah. it's up to you. You got to be proactive. It is it is hard to get running water to freeze. Yes. So let the faucets drip, open up the cabinet doors on exterior uh, water sources, uh, open up your access to your attic. Uh, there's there's things we can do, and we will not we will not have frozen pipes. Right, and so. you know something else that I'm thinking about, Jeff, is you know that catastrophic event they had in Houston a couple of years ago where yes. there was no power. That's right. So you want to think about how do I heat? You know, if we get and and it is, it just seems like it's happening more and more. I, and so think about the things that you can do to try to stay warm if you don't have power. Right. Now, Pam, earlier you mentioned that you like to turn on the hot water to the closest to the hot water here. And so that's so that in addition to having water, you have warm water or right, hot water. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I am the downside, and this is pretty much the only downside I can think of on a tankless water heater. If you've got a gas tankless water heater then and the power goes out, you're just going to have cold water. I mean, right. just, because it, it has to have electricity to light that pilot that then heats the water. If you have a gas water heater, a tanked water heater, then you're going to have hot water, you know, because it, it will continue to operate. It doesn't need power to work. And the other thing is the forecast has to be below 32, below freezing. If it's in the 40s or something, your pipe should be okay. You're fine. And I think the rule of thumb – tell me, Jeff, I think the rule of thumb is if you go like 48 to 36 hours constantly under freezing, then that's when you're going to start having the issues. Yeah, there's so many variables to that. You know, what's the ground temperature and blah, blah, blah. Now, another thing to keep in mind, wind chill does not affect – Water, it doesn't affect anything other than uh, us. Other than <laughs> we other feel. than something's got blood in it, right? Yeah. You know, cows, dogs, cats, whatever. Okay, that's a good um, good point. So if if the you know if the temperature is above thirty two, they tell you wind chill is thirty. That water is not going to freeze. Another thing you can do, since we're talking about getting ready for cold weather, and on old houses, Kevin, something that folks can do that I did in my home, outlet plates. And switch plates that are on outside walls are a hole in your wall, okay? Very rarely, especially in old houses, is there anything between that cut in the wall and the outside wall. And so you'll get cold air coming in right there. There are these awesome foam things that you can buy at any big box store or hard, small hardware store. And you unscrew the plate and you place this back on top of it. And screw it back in, and it stops that draft. It's a little gasket. It's a mm-hmm. yeah. It stops that wind, and then what you can do 
is you can buy these little plastic baby protection mm-hmm. for the outlets. If you'll put those on the outside wall, it's amazing how much yep. difference. I did that on my house, and it, so you know it's annoying. I have to get a butter knife to get them out, but you know it stops the draft that's coming in. And only I think. I would do it on the outside walls for sure. You could do it on the interior walls. I'm not sure how much it's going to difference I, I, it'll yeah. make, but th- that outside. Well, if the top plate is not sealed, right? Then that. But that, take that, your that hand could, whenever we yeah. get a real cold day and the wind's blowing, and go over there or and put a it on or something. Yeah, mm-hmm. and put it on that plate, and it'll be cold. And I think it stops the power from coming out too. What do you mean? <laughs> you know, that power's leaking out of that thing, too. Yeah, you know? it's leaking, coming stop, back. Stop that power from what's leaking. You, what are you talking about? <laughs> let's, uh, let's head back to the phone lines. Off to Kosciuszko we go for a call from TJ. Good morning, TJ. Good morning. How are y'all? We're doing good. We're what do you good. have for us today? First thing, I, I want to uh, let Pam know that in Kosciuszko, we do have white refrigerators in the stores. Okay. Oh, <laughs> nice. That, that, that's yeah. what I should have done, TJ. Let's go gone, to Kosciuszko. Come on, let's go to Kosciuszko, city of that's my right. dreams. My, that's right. My, my, my Delta Ken folks call it the, the town that time forgot. We hadn't found out that there's not any white refrigerators. <laughs> right. We still got it. Still got it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Did you but know what that? I called, what I called about, I, I, I put a, uh, a drip, an oil drip heater in my shop out here. And uh, I just want to say that things worked wonderfully. I don't explain, explain that to me, TJ. What do you mean an oil drip? Well, it's uh, I saw people doing it all over the I guess the world. And, and so I, I use an old uh, pot belly stove in my shop. And I converted it to oil drip, hmm. waste oil from my pickup, my tractor. When my wife cooks French fries, hmm. all the oil goes into that thing, and uh, it heats this shop for nothing. That's wow. awesome. I need to do a little. Re- I've got a pot belly stove in my shop that I, yeah. you know, that I throw all my scraps in, you know, through the year, yeah. and I light that up on a really, you know, cold day. But, yeah, I need to look mm. that up, TJ, I think. Hey, did yeah. you know that yeah. Mac McAnally song, Come On, Let's Go to Kosciuszko? You ever heard that one? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I tried to sing it, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're, we're known as the, ta- the town that time forgot, so mm-hmm. we still got things. If you can't find it, it's up here somewhere. I, I'm going to remember when this one, this refrigerator goes out, I'm headed to Kosciuszko. All right. <laughs> All right. Y'all have a good day. Thanks, right, uh, TJ, you. for your call. Um, and we've got a caller on the line that's ready to go, so we say good morning to Wesley in Brookhaven. You're on the air with us, Wesley. Go ahead. Hey, hello. How are y'all doing? We're doing good. What do you have for us today? Uh, the thing about hot water heaters or anything that has a gas ignition or pilot, they don't work that way anymore. They have ignition by electricity. So if you don't have electricity, you don't get no ignition light to light the heater or whatever or uh, hot water heater, furnace, whatever, to light the heater and start it up. 
Yeah, I think, you know, and I said that earlier, and I was like, I wonder, do you, you got to have power on that pilot on a tanked water heater. So, you know, I'm, I, the jury is out. I don't know if on older ones that's true or if it's just on the newer nah, ones. You know, I haven't installed a tank in seven, eight, nine years. Probably. Yeah, yeah. So might be a good little old Google search right there to see what age on those, you know. Um, I know you can, like on a stove or an oven, you can use a um, – but don't. I shouldn't even brought it up. Just don't do that. Just get a blanket and a sweatshirt. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't gonna last long. Well, even even a, a stove, they have ignition. Right. Ignition. Yeah, that autopilot. Uh, yep. Yep. You're right. So you don't have a pilot that stays on. Not on the it, not it on the on new ones. Yeah. Yeah. If it's older. The older furnaces have a standing pilot, but and I don't know if a water heater's like that or not. I I need my I need to call my plumbing buddies and find out because I just I don't I do not know. But that's a really good point, Wesley. Thank you so much for calling. Thanks, Wesley. Appreciate your call this morning. You're listening to Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio, wrapping up the show by talking about some uh, things to think about with your house as the weather gets colder. So now, uh, Jeff, earlier you mentioned with the gutters and the clean them out because if there's leaves in there and we get any kind of ice accumulation, there's the weight that might actually pull them off uh, the side of the of the house. What about a roof? Is Are we also concerned about maybe the weight of uh, winter precipitation or winter on our roofs, or are we okay with that? Well, we were concerned with debris in the valleys, and, and we're concerned with that 12 months out of the year. Uh, just for instance, if you have a lot of pine trees around your house and you've seen houses where the valleys will just be full of pine needles, I can assure you there is a leak because that water, a roof is designed to shed water. It is not designed to hold water. So as long as it is shedding water, probably is not going to leak. But the minute you dam that water up, what happens, water runs in under the shingles and then obviously creates the leak and then you see the brown stain on the white ceiling and and everybody panics yeah it'll back up that it'll it'll cause the water to dam basically and back up go up go up in there backwards let me just read one thing about this water heater do tank water heaters need electricity water heaters even though that even though burn uh, like natural gas need electricity to run all water heaters use electricity uh, of some form or another to function. Natural gas-based water heaters generate their own electricity. So it is a gray area there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I know all of our tank, We, I mean, all of our tankless, we uh, have a 110 receptacle and a switch. I know some of the older tanked models we did not plug in. Uh, well, I had several of them growing up, so I, you know, and I don't see an outlet around a water heater up in an attic. Right. I mean, I just, <laughs> so, I just never seen any power but, run there. You know, it it is true if you have a a natural gas stove, it it you know that the burners are 
gas. It it takes electricity to Yeah, light you'll it. hear it. That's right. So, but I, anyway. I just you know, when I hear that, on, I'm standing up in an attic, and I'll hear, it, it really is rather frightening. Whenever you're standing next to the water heater, and all of a sudden it goes whoosh. Yeah. Because that gas is, <laughs> is coming on. I kind of startles me sometimes, but um, I don't see it plugged in anywhere. So maybe it, it, it creates its own. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, you know, another thing we can think about, too, um, uh, is getting our chimneys cleaned. If you have a yep. true chimney, yep. which those are getting becoming rare, mm-hmm. you know, because we're doing all ventless stuff now. But um, I actually had mine clean. I had Sed come out, you yeah. know, and, and had him clean mine. Right after the burning season. I do that every year. Right. You know, but I burn a lot of wood. I mean, I'll go through two cords this year. So I can't wait to get home and build my fire. There you go. All right. So what about windows? Are, is there any worry about cold weather? Is it more that you just want to make sure they're insulated so they're not drafty? You know, it's going to depend. You know, Jeff's houses, you're not going to need to worry about anything about your windows because it's all brand new. It's put in right, blah, blah, blah. You and I, Kevin, because we live in these older houses, um, I have single pane windows, and what I ended up doing is I bought me some good old Martha Stewart insulated curtains. Yep, and that's what that's I right. use in the winter time. It, it's amazing. It, what, it really what, yes. It's it's something. It helps. And then my neighbor the other day, he was out. I was like, "What is he, Stevie? What are you doing?" And he was building. He has the frames, and he his house was built in the thirties. Okay. And so he has these frames with the polyplastic on it, uh, and he'll nail those on those the outside. On, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I have storm windows on mine, so that that helps with the wind. Sure, but it doesn't help with the cold necessarily. And then what you've also done, you've created an airspace there mm-hmm. that that will help. And then you know it, it wouldn't hurt to put the curtains up as well. I have curtains. I have those uh, insulated curtains on every north facing window. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, because that's where it's. That's where it's coming in. Now, I have gone through some caulk, and I'm an, I am a crazy person. And so in my house, I took all the trim around my windows off. Yep. Okay? And then I filled it with foam. Used the pink stuff, not the yellow stuff, because the pink stuff is pliable. I filled it up, and then I retrimmed everything, and that helped tremendously right. as well. Which is what we do in new homes That's now. That's what you do in new construction. So. Yeah, we do. It's called fire caulking. Yeah, we do. We we seal all penetrations, all holes in the top plate, um, the the penetration above the fireplaces, uh, and of course windows and doors. Well, what was in mine was newspaper. <laughs> um, back then, that was very popular. Yeah, they shoved all that That's newspaper right. in there. So I pulled it out, and I was reading the news from 1958. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> cellulose. That's what it is. Ground up, newspaper, ground up newspaper with newspaper. A, with a bonding agent. Yeah. So. And it's infused with borate, so you don't have to worry about bugs. Okay. All right, got about a minute left. Quick answers on this. The type of home you have, what the material it's made out of, brick siding, that sort of thing, uh, do some fare better in winter weather than others? Hmm. Well, Interesting question. you know, wood siding is going to, you just got to keep it painted. Um, it, it will wear. Um, the hardy board is going to be better than the wood. Brick is probably better than Hardy. Well, um, I'm not a. I, <sighs> I, I'm a big believer. Um, most of your heat loss is going to be attic. Yeah. So if if I have a tight budget, I'm going to insulate all my exterior walls, of course, but I'm going to put any extra money in the attic because that is where 
I believe most of your heat loss occurs. Right. And, you know, I had a I had an opportunity to work with Hope Credit Union. They, they asked me to come in and do a, an education and seminar for some realtors a couple of weeks ago. And one of the things I talked to them about is that, especially for first-time home buyers, you might be able to afford the house, but can you afford to live in the house? Because your energy bills will right. knock you right out. So doing some of the things that Jeff's talking about on the front end and that we talk about here as far as sealing your house out up will help you keep your energy bill and your living expenses down. All right, that's going to wrap us up for today. Fix It 101 is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio, funded by generous contributions from listeners. Our show is produced by Lacey Alexander. So for Pam Pibus and Jeff Sammons, I'm Kevin Farrell. Up next, it's Everyday Tech, followed by Southern Remedy with Dr. Jimmy Stewart at 11. We'll be back next Wednesday at 9 for more Fix It 101, right here and only on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.